No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Pashur, the priest, strikes Jeremiah and puts him in stocks. Jeremiah prophesies against him and complains to the Lord. Jeremiah wanted to quit, but God's word was a fire in his heart. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 20 on Simply the Bible. What do you think? Is faith a feeling or a choice? Jeremiah was a young prophet who endured great trials, and sometimes his emotions got the best of him. But in the long run, Jeremiah remained faithful to God. In obedience to the Lord, he had broken a beautiful vessel before the kings, priests, and people. He told them that in the same way, God was going to break the nation because of their rebellion. This was not a popular message. And now, Jeremiah would suffer for delivering it. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 20. Now, Pasher, the son of Immer, the priest, who was also a chief governor in the house of the Lord, heard that Jeremiah prophesied these things. Then Pasher struck Jeremiah the prophet and put him in the stocks that were in the high gate of Benjamin, which was by the house of the Lord. Pasher, son of Immer, was the assistant of the high priest and chief security officer for the temple. His name means freedom. Pasher did not like what Jeremiah was saying. Therefore, he had him arrested, beaten, and put into the stocks until the next day. The beating was probably a flogging with 40 lashes. The stocks held prisoners in a crooked and confined position, causing cramped muscles. The location was at the gate on the north side of the temple in full public view to add shame to Jeremiah's pain, making him an example. Then it happened on the next day that Pasher brought Jeremiah out of the stocks. Then Jeremiah said to him, The Lord has not called your name Pasher, but Magar Misabib. For thus says the Lord, Behold, I will make you a terror to yourself and to all your friends and they shall fall by the sword of their enemies, and your eyes shall see it. I will give all Judah into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall carry them captive to Babylon and slay them with the sword. Moreover, I will deliver all the wealth of this city, all its produce and all its precious things, all the treasures of the kings of Judah I will give into the hand of their enemies who will plunder them Seize them and carry them to Babylon. And you, Pasher, and all who dwell in your house shall go into captivity. You shall go to Babylon, and there you shall die and be buried there, you and all your friends to whom you have prophesied lies. Well, Jeremiah was not deterred from his word. He continued to lay it on, even though Pasher may have had second thoughts about treating Jeremiah the way that he did because, you know, he wanted to release him the next day. But Jeremiah would not release Pasher from the word of the Lord. Now, God changed his name from Pasher, which means freedom, to Magar Mesabib, which means terror on every side. It is possible that this was, in fact, what Pasher and the others had been saying about Jeremiah all along, that all he did was prophesy terror on every side. In other words, he was a doom and gloom, sort of fire and brimstone kind of prophet. But now this would be Pasher's name, terror on every side. 
because he would be a terror to himself and to all his acquaintances, for they would all fall by the sword. God would give all Judah into the hand of the king of Babylon. Now, this is the first time Jeremiah identifies Babylon as the conquering nation. Prior to this, he referred to the enemy who was coming from the north. God would give the wealth of Jerusalem and all the treasures of the kings of Judah to their enemies. Pasher's name had meant freedom, but now he and everyone in his house would go into captivity and he would die and be buried in Babylon, a terrible thing for a Jew, because he had prophesied lies. He and the other false prophets had contradicted the word of the Lord through Jeremiah, saying that there would be peace when in fact there would be no peace. It is a dangerous thing to despise the word of God. Verse 7, O Lord, you induced me, and I was persuaded. You are stronger than I and have prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocks me, for when I spoke, I cried out. I shouted violence and plunder because the word of the Lord was made to me a reproach and a derision daily. Jeremiah was crying out, complaining to God about his lot. He wanted to resign now as a prophet. This was not what he signed up for. He accused God of persuading and prevailing over him because God was stronger than him. He implied that God had deceived him into being a spokesman, sort of the bait and switch kind of thing. But the truth was that God, when he called Jeremiah, told him what to expect. In Jeremiah 1.18, the Lord said, I have made you this day a fortified city and an iron pillar and bronze walls against the whole land, against the kings of Judah, against its princes, against its priests, and against the people of the land. They will fight against you, but they will not prevail against you, for I am with you, says the Lord, to deliver you. And later, the Lord told Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 7:27, you shall speak all these words to them, but they will not obey you. You shall also call to them, but they will not answer you. So the Lord had told Jeremiah that it was not going to be an easy road. Previously, the people had refused to listen to Jeremiah, and that bothered the prophet because they mocked him. They conspired against him. They said evil things about him. But this was the first of several times that they would actually physically persecute Jeremiah, here beating him, putting him in the stocks. So to Jeremiah, it seemed as though the world was against him. Everywhere he turned, people despised him. And the word that he received from the Lord was only violence and plunder. He had no good news to share. And that brought the people's ridicule upon his head. So Jeremiah was despondent. And he was not the only one of God's servants who have felt that way. Moses wanted God to take his life if the circumstances were not to change. (laughs) He was saying, God, if this is going to be the way you're going to treat me, just take me home now. Elijah ran away from Jezebel, and then confessed to the Lord that he was no better than his father's. Jonah was so angry that he said, it is better for me to die than to live. And part of the reason Jonah was so angry was because God spared Nineveh. He didn't want God to spare Nineveh. So God's people sometimes go through dire straits where there seems to be no good choices and no way of escape. There are no quick fixes to the problems. There are no guarantees that we will not suffer. If God permitted his own son to suffer on the cross to save us, 
And we should not be surprised if we are required to suffer for the cause of Christ. Now, God is merciful toward his suffering servants, but we must come to that place where we come to God just as we are and open our hearts to him, casting our cares on him because he cares for us. That's where God will show to us that he is with us and that, in fact, he will work all things together for our good. Verse 9, Then I said I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not. Jeremiah wanted to quit. He resolved that he would no longer open his mouth or speak in the name of the Lord. It was just too risky. But the word of the Lord was like a burning fire in his heart. He couldn't contain it. He couldn't hold it back. So he shared the things that God gave him to say, just like he did here with Pasher. <laughs> he just let him have it. But what about with us? God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The reason we speak, the reason we should speak, is not out of anger, not because we're annoyed or ticked off. The reason we should speak is because it's the love of Christ that compels us. Christ's love for lost souls. That should be the reason that we speak to them. And that should be the reason why we even bring correction into people's lives. It's to help them. It's to share with others what we have seen and heard, what God has placed upon our hearts because it comes from God's heart of love. That's our testimony and we dare not hold it back. For I heard many mocking. Fear on every side. Report, they say, and we will report it. All my acquaintances watched for my stumbling, saying, perhaps he can be induced. Then we will prevail against him and we will take our revenge on him. Here we see that this is what they were saying against Jeremiah. He's prophesying fear on every side. They said it to discredit Jeremiah. And they told him, report, and we will report it. In other words, go ahead and say what you want to say, Jeremiah, and we're going to turn you in. All of Jeremiah's friends and family were watching him with a critical eye, just waiting for him to stumble in some way so that they would have an excuse to take revenge upon him. You know, they did the same thing with Jesus. The Pharisees, the scribes, the religious leaders, they just waited for him to say something that they could entrap him. But the Lord is with me as a mighty, awesome one. Therefore, my persecutors will stumble and will not prevail. They will be greatly ashamed, for they will not prosper. Their everlasting confusion will never be forgotten. Now, wait a minute. Jeremiah was going to quit. Now he's saying that God was going to prevail. What's with this? Well, it just shows the fact that Jeremiah was a sensitive, moody kind of guy. You know, he was emotional and he goes from one extreme to another. But he knew ultimately that God's word was true. God would be with him. God would not abandon him. And his persecutors would, in fact, stumble in their day. Sing to the Lord. Praise the Lord, for he has delivered the life of the poor from the hand of the evildoers. So here's a moment where he hits the mountaintop in singing and praises, realizing that God's in control, it's going to work out. Uh, but then just as quickly, verse 14, cursed be the day in which I was born. <laughs> Let the day not be blessed in which my mother bore me. Let the man be cursed who brought news to my father saying, a male child has been born to you, making him very glad. And let that man be like the cities which the Lord overthrew and did not relent. 
Let him hear the cry in the morning and the shouting at noon, because he did not kill me from the womb, that my mother might have been my grave, and her womb always enlarged with me. Why did I come forth from the womb to see labor and sorrow, that my days should be consumed with shame. And so here he just wants to curse the day that he was born. It would have been better for my mom. It would have been better for everybody if I never came into this planet and didn't have to see what I've had to see, what these eyes have had to see. It would have been better that I never experienced life. You know, I don't know if you've ever gotten to that level of despondency where you just wish that you had never been born. Like the world would have been a better place if you never got here. Well, that's where Jeremiah was at. And it wasn't true. None of it was true. But of course, that's the way emotions can be at times. Jeremiah was a sensitive guy. He reminds me of some artists that I have worked with over the years. He had intense mood swings because he really did deal with intense circumstances. We got to hand him that. But he never let his feelings control or dominate his obedience to the Lord. He acted on faith in God's word, even when he didn't feel like it. And that is the sign of spiritual maturity. And because of that, we remember Jeremiah today. We don't remember all of his persecutors. We, we don't, you know, this guy, Pasher, we don't remember his name really, other than me saying it today. We don't remember those people, but we do remember Jeremiah as being a faithful prophet. So may God help us all develop a triumphant faith that will overcome our feelings and in the end, please God. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. Tomorrow we will return to the book of 2 Chronicles to the time where Solomon dedicated the temple and fire came down from heaven. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible.